another episode of too young for an old talk i'm abriana and i'm new <laughs> and there's been a lot going on recently within the past week it's almost allowed us the opportunity to forget that we're in the middle of a global pandemic more than almost honestly <laughs> yeah there are moments where i aside from the fact that like i'm not doing what i would normally be doing yeah. at this time of year because I'm at home yeah. <laughs> um yeah it really it takes you out of the reality but it puts you into a much deeper and darker reality given everything that's happening in the states and because of the injustices that are being brought to light there other countries one are feeling angry as well and people around the world are feeling angry but also it's bringing to light other injustices um speaking specifically from like what i've seen here in canada and toronto Mm -hmm. i've been seeing a lot more people posting videos or experiences of things that they've lived through um honestly it's just disgusting yeah i feel like as you said, it with everything coming to light, or all the the recent history um, and the successive injustices, I feel like it's opened up that path, uh, kind of like a dialogue, almost. Where it's like, yeah, you know what, like this is happening here too, and just like like that, there was a video with some guy that was harassing a family at home for no reason, kind of thing. Yeah, and I guess. Like, that's a positive from it, you know, the fact that people are coming forward with their challenges and making it aware, and the fact that there's, people have become, begun to experience some sort of retribution, or um, there's been some form of justice, now not enough, or not as extensive as it should be, but at least there's some sort of movement on that path, you know? But, um, yeah, it's been a... That's definitely... <laughs> easily a hectic week, hectic last yeah, couple of weeks, but... But as you said, that's definitely a, a somewhat of a positive yeah. that you can try to take out of everything that's going on, as frustrating as it is that it is still going on. Um, I think there's a level of... I don't know what word to use. It's kind of like a silver lining, like literally the faintest silver lining, but it's still yeah, there. almost, almost, and it feels it, it almost feels invalid in some cases. Like as you said, like this is not enough, but <laughs> there's only so much you can ask for. Is how I'm thinking. There's so it. much you can actually um, expect. Yeah. I think that's the right way yeah. to say. It. Yeah, you can ask for more, but there's only so much you can expect. Um, because this has been going on for years and the Black Lives Matter movement has been in existence. Yeah, I feel like it's been a, <laughs> for years. a massive thing like throughout our adolescence. And, you know, like for whatever reason, be it because 
we were removed like um we only recently came to this continent you know what i mean so in barbados so it wasn't like a massive like movement as well like obviously we were aware of it because of the internet and whatnot but like it wasn't like Definitely. you know um like how people are protesting in like germany for you know um in berlin it wasn't the same thing like okay we were out marching because in barbados like is who we really gonna march against right um yeah, because majority yeah, right. of the population is black yeah, it's not in like, Barbados. Um, a favorite minority in the general sense, but um, yeah, yeah, like for whatever reason, be it through you know getting caught up in your own lives or you know doing school and whatnot, I feel like it's like um, it slipped from the forefront at least in my mind. Um, and obviously, you would still see things. And you mean in growing up? Yeah, like growing up as a through adolescence because like it was twenty twelve when I think it was like that first big push to my memory kind of thing and obviously you're still like only 11 12 at that point but you were still aware of it you know um and i think going through adolescence there were definitely periods of time where it was not at the forefront of what was happening in life um but hopefully like you know i suspect that to some degree it will it won't like, it, it won't be possible for this to maintain the urgency that it has right now, like long term, but definitely not. You know, ho- I don't think anything can sustain for that as long. much as it needs to. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't know what would oh. honestly, even though this needs to. I as you said. Yeah, but like the I guess the the hope would be that in the period of time that it is going to be trending on a topic that needs to be discussed like all day every day. Um, I think that the goal would be to get some sort of meaningful change, you know, get your foot through a certain door that hasn't been really yeah. um, possible. Um, at least like, there hasn't been like any great <laughs> steps forward in, in recent time. But And I think, mm-hmm. sorry, no, it's okay. I think it's more to, yes, the idea of injustices in positions of power and especially related to police brutality, mm-hmm. but also letting people know that they should be allies and teaching people how to be allies and instilling that change in how people think of and view the black community and then looking at their history and understanding their position. Yeah. And it also, I think it's, there's a very high like educational um point result Mm -hmm. yes that should be coming out of this as well because honestly that you might think like looking to people of power and looking to people that have money and what's not like yeah that'll do good and that can make things happen but for me i think it a lot of it stems down to making sure people are educated Mm. and I don't know how to say it like I guess educating others I understand what you're saying I think um, it's not just a surface level thing that you can't just say okay like football has been soccer has been promoting this uh, whole uh, anti-racism you know say no to racism was their slogan for a couple years now and you know like that that is obviously important to have it on that level but in education brings it to a, a deeper level because uh, people are educated 
are hard to fool. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. If it's if it's it ingrained in your do... education, I feel like it. This is more. It, it'll help cause more systemic change. It's deeper yeah. rooted. Yeah, I think, and. I don't mean like formal education, mm. even though that being aware will definitely help as well. Yeah, but from like the social standpoint of like calling out your friends and calling out your family, and even like people have said, okay, if you're not speaking out or if you're not, um, yeah, if you're being quiet during this time, like I'm gonna block you, I'm gonna take you off of my um, social media, mm-hmm. I don't want you in my life, kind of thing and that can work but i feel also to a certain extent you need to be literally calling people out and being like yeah that's not okay here's what actually happens here's what you should know about and that can hopefully at that point i feel like in any topic once you've let somebody know like laid out all the facts and whatever and that person still makes the decision to be like yeah not for me then at that point, I get that you could you should the art turn block. it turn it to uh, art teaching. done. Use it as a use it as a platform to teach and educate others. Um, yeah, especially I, people that you're close with. I get with. that, and I mean also that like, a lot of people aren't necessarily on social media right now because people need to take breaks. It is a lot. It's literally it's a lot. like um, yeah, standing in a burning house. Um, and sometimes you know it does get too much like you do need to take a couple hours to say okay i can't use twitter right now like it's just too much um and just kind of find that balance between staying um abreast of what's happening and not like going head first into a fire pit <laughs> me <laughs> almost deleted no, like, twitter it's not even this an over exaggeration because we still have it uh, quite a bit of people were like yeah i can't I need to take a break right now. It's getting, it's a lot to see, um, especially when uh, from a distance you're seeing it, so you can't necessarily do as much as you would like to do. But then, you know, it's still so relevant to you and it's still like, so impactful and it just hurts so much to be aware of and to, you know, have to know that this is our reality and this is what's happening right now, like right this second. Yeah. It's heavy stuff, man. But we started off really heavy today. That was intense. I feel like this episode is going to be yeah. a lot on a whole, it but we started off really heavy. A point, yeah, definitely. A point to relate to what we're speaking about and everything that's going on right now in the world, aside from the pandemic. Um,. There's been a level of accountability that some people have been pushing on others to take, specifically people in positions of power, um, whether that be celebrities, um, big brands, companies, yes, and calling them out and saying, hey, where are you right now? Like, what are you saying right now? And these are people that, one, have a following, have influence, obviously, and have the means to make a bigger change than the average Joe. 
but also it's people that we have seen continuously mm-hmm. appropriating black culture time and time again just some names to rattle off before <laughs> neil starts like um gina rodriguez people were calling her out because she, i checked her instagram too i didn't check her twitter but she hasn't said crap and what was it a couple months ago that she posted that video and yeah and talking about she's just singing a song so she didn't see the big deal about her saying the Mm -hmm. n-word she was just singing a song like talk up now you want to sing songs that having the n-word when you're not black like talk up where where you know where you know the kardashians Mm -hmm. people have been calling them out because they do one or two posts, retweet a couple of things, and feel like that's enough. When I feel like they're a group that's at the forefront of appropriating black culture, yeah. time and time again. Just <laughs> like, just that their skin color alone, like, and I feel as as of recently, like even Neil brought it to my attention the other day. One of the pictures, one of them posted, and like <laughs> the color of your hand and the color of your face and the rest of your body. Yeah. It's kind of like um, two like completely a different colors. Mm, mismatch pieces. <laughs> it's crazy though because wrong puzzle pieces, like, not together. Didn't or say okay. You know, don't make a monetary um, um yeah donation or something like that. Even though like, they have several businesses under their name as a collective, but they have and they so have the many, means to do it so without. Many, so many people that listen to them or subscribe to their content and so many different platforms yeah and are easily yeah. influenced i mean like you know a couple people posted a couple of things and it's obviously better than silence and whatnot but like at the same time it's a moment where it's like you know especially if you're using or you're taking uh, elements of black culture and profiting from it or using it to further your brand. Protect the same culture though, like you know, keep keep that same energy. Like you can take right. and you know that's Talk a whole different discussion, but like, at least um be just enough to say, Yeah, um, this is not right or you know if you want to draw links from it, it's only is only it only makes sense to me. Well, you know, it only it makes sense to me that <laughs> you speak up or at least um, <laughs> make your voice one of the more louder voices heard and I'm not saying that you have to you know try to become yeah. a protagonist of this or try to lead some sort of front but just do more you know yeah and that's that's for everybody right now regardless but as you said even more so these brands and people that on a normal day when we're not in the middle of a pandemic and when these injustices are not at the forefront of our minds because people are just fed up and at a breaking point right now you're indulging almost literally in a culture that is not yours appropriating the culture so you you have more responsibility than the, than the average joe in my mind at this point 
on top of which you have all this influence so you should be doing more um i know pretty little thing which is a clothing brand i've never bought from them but i've definitely like Mm -hmm. perused their site before um they posted this terrible graphic of Mm -hmm. two people holding two hands not two people two hands together and I don't, as our, a friend of ours said, I don't know who person <laughs> looked that over. Percent. Clearly nobody looked it over because, honestly, it, that was, that, if I was ever going to buy anything from them, I'm not going to know, that's for sure. Because yeah. that was, what they did was terrible. Um, I know people were also oh bashing the NFL there was, for their was statement. Awful. It was, like, it, mm, they're like, mm-mm. That's so bad, bro. I don't even watch NFL like that, but obviously I'm aware of the, their like, recent history. And it's just, <laughs> exactly. that was sick to, to see. Like, are you serious right now? And you know what gets me? Like, obviously, yeah, I get it. But because of the nature of it, they're like, oh, yeah, that's, he's a black background. I get it, obviously, but it was just like, yeah. It's like, you know, when you see men's products uh, in a certain, for anything, it's just be like black. Yeah. And yeah, I get, I get it. It's just like it was just like yeah. not from you all, man. Like, do better. Like, this is just just because you put it with a black background doesn't mean your empty words mean shit. To be honest. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. That's not validating anything or showing any. Yeah, it's like the most the most minimal thing you could do, like and like more so than a specific person. You know who the NFL runs off of, bro. You know, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, who who's gonna subscribe to that, and who who's the main, uh, who who you, who do you associate with the NFL, right? Yeah, I think I point popped into my mind just now, but seeing things like that from these brands, Pretty Little Thing, NFL, I'm pretty sure there are other brands who have either not said anything and companies who have just not said anything thus far, or, as you said, have said the minimum or have just said something that, like, just doesn't fit right, that you shouldn't be saying things like that. It makes me wonder, do they have... Mm-hmm. Who, who's on their team? Mm-hmm. Who do they have? Not just running their social media and their PR, like, but do they actually have black bodies mm-hmm. and black people on their teams and in these companies that would be the voices to hear from now through these companies not just like as individuals mm-hmm. but through these companies it just it makes me wonder um that it makes me wonder but then it also tells me that yeah you know probably not yeah, I mean, because if they did, they, I'd be pretty ashamed to work there. Yeah, but like what you see, like a lot of instances too, is if you do have like that one black person or a person that you know associates or relates to that on a closer level, like there's videos of police officers and just doing the like black police officers in the U.S. just doing the damn thing, like they don't care. Um, they're seeing it and like they're just blind to it, like they're desensitized. And they're like, yeah, yeah. Um, I stand here with the police. And I was like, are you blind? Are you are you brainwashed? Like, what is wrong with you? Um, I saw something about, this, in terms of, speaking of brands, uh, there's a university 
I won't name it, but it's in Canada, and they um, they made this statement talking about um, we stand with you know with abreast with everything that's happening around right now. We want to show solidarity and we want to have a, a strong stance against racism and all that. But then, like, just a couple of weeks ago, I feel like there was this whole big outpour. It was like a yeah, yeah about how ago. they had this um a teacher. A professor who very openly said the n-word in in in, in front of her class like she's out there and she's very much um caucasian or whatever and the person's been doing this for yeah, years and like, it's, 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 it's not it's like a part of her they teach this course yeah yeah it's a part of her like it's part of the syllabus <laughs> like this is what she does on a semester to part semester of her basis agenda literally and even if it was like okay you know she said it trying to push somebody's boundaries or whatever people in class or let her know like Snap i don't back. i don't like that like you know this doesn't say well with me um i feel like it's unnecessary for you to use that in this instance especially or just in general and what the university do nothing and then we'll talk about we stand with um a strong note no to racism let's just say the comments yeah. everybody went off and it should be because that's just like holding them accountable like what are you really saying right now? You're just University a complete hypocrite. Don't care. They don't care. They just want our money. Yeah. They just want our money. And then in times like this, they want to stand up and be like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. we're, here we're here for, for you. you. Yeah. We, we, we stand with you. We, we want to advocate yeah. for this too." And it's like, no, you don't get to post a cute little picture on Instagram and just write a nice little caption up and, that's and it. post. And make it seem like you're this great institution and so <laughs> uphold whatever reputation you have when in your classrooms you're allowing for stuff like that to happen. Like, get the hell out. Get that professor out. Because at first, when I heard the situation, I was like, Jesus is ridiculous. Like, yeah. that's clearly not okay. Like, and then to hear that this repetitive. woman's been doing this for previous she years. She has a track history of this. And she still Hello? has a job to, to the recording this episode. She still has her job. Hello. No absolute madness like what I, I <laughs> what I noticed too like my college I didn't see them say anything like yeah. they sent an email um but I don't think it was anything related to this I think it was just about COVID and honestly like, that's interesting don't think your university has said anything either like, that's really interesting but I also don't check my emails yeah. from them so because it's like, I never you know, like put out asterisks but I'm pretty sure they were being they were being pretty quiet too and it's like, you got a good couple of thousand people following your page, though. How many people just go through your doors on a yearly basis? It's terrible. I'm... I'm... I lost for words. But, <laughs> honestly. But how we wanted to take this episode, that was a really long, like, yeah. preface. It was necessary, kind of though. It's still, sorry, though. I know. No, it it really was. It was not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no apologies. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of average people who would look up to certain celebrities and others calling out said celebrities who we have seen for years in the past up until this explosion mm-hmm. and literal riots that's how where it's gotten to um appropriating 
black culture and we we ha we always think like just like seeing things on the internet and controversies and what's not like the difference between <laughs> appreciation and appropriation i I guess it kind of like boils down and we kind of have this noted that given things like mm -hmm. globalization you're exposed to a lot for example us living in Canada living in Ontario living in Toronto and the GTA Toronto can be considered or should be considered a melting pot if to be fair exactly you're exposed to all these different cultures. Neil has said this in previous just episodes, just based on like yeah. food alone. There's so many different cultures. Um, you're, it's, it's at your disposal. That's the best way to put it. It's not a case where you have to go mm. to Jamaica to taste Jamaican food or to experience Jamaican culture. Um, something as, not small because it's Massive. actually pretty big up here Caravana um, people look forward to that so much unfortunately it was cancelled this Indeed. year yeah. because safety first don't want COVID-19 um, something as big as that which people that have never been to the Caribbean and have never experienced what would oh, be considered oh. a real carnival for them that caravan is the best thing ever and I, I go to caravan and i'm like yeah. wait what is this this is this is what we're excited yeah, about because i have grown up exactly but the fact that that's been yeah. that has flourished here into something that people can look forward to year after year and participate in um irrespective of if they've ever been to the caribbean they have yeah. caribbean roots anything like that they can be exposed to that and enjoy that. That's far from a bad thing in my mind. I, I it definitely. So I think it can be difficult for some people who don't understand appre mm -hmm. appreciation and appropriation to find that little line or whatever you want to call it that would be like kind of a deep vision. I can enjoy this because I'm exposed to it, and. I can indulge in this without overindulging and appropriating something. And I mean, just from the nature of culture, like it's it's a fluid thing, you know. In a lot of in a lot of instances, like throughout the Caribbean, a lot of our culture is the product of cultural exchange. You know, it's not one, it's not like from yeah. one specific place. Like it, it has roots in other places, and. That's just our history. That's just how it is. But if you have, like, I think Carabana, like, things like that, where it's like, okay, it's a little taster of what we have back home. I've talked to many people that have said, yeah, I would like to go experience a, like, a real carnival. Or I would like to go experience how it is in the Caribbean. And, mm -hmm. like, being that tourism is such a big thing across the region, I don't see how anybody could be mad at that. Like, that's good for you back home. That's good from an economic standpoint. And a social standpoint, because it's bringing awareness to our history a little bit, and a part of our culture, just in a different place. 
and just for everybody to see like yeah. i don't think it, it should ever be a case of like this is only for the caribbean like that's just <laughs> literally against the last 50 years of how the caribbean has been marketed yeah especially yeah barbados we know how highly we rely on tourism now and it lasts what yeah. couple of decades more than ever so the that's still a thing but i don't i don't know i get that it's hard but i also don't get it because maybe it gets to the point where you're enjoying something so much or you're just loving this so much that you forget that or this this has like, roots somewhere else because i feel like with culture like it's very normal being that sort for example toronto's a melting pot so it's normal for the culture here even if like there's different levels to it you might have a popular culture um the culture the the overall cultures here is kind of like a bit of everything you know me living here and being here i bring my culture here like my cousin um made fish cakes yesterday she might meet by her and say hey you know anybody who wants this do you know you want to try this that kind of thing because we live here being here it's unnatural that our culture will become a part of the culture here so it's kind of you know like obviously there's mm-hmm. <laughs> clear cases where it's like okay this person is just appropriating his culture and not you know even saying yeah i'm i'm getting this from here or this is where i came up with this idea or yeah like this kind of inspired me but i feel like it is a hard and it's a tight length of toe between you know the fact that you're in you're a part of a culture where this person is bringing something from their home and putting it in 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 this culture so you you being a part of this new culture you're gonna draw from that oh you might be exposed to beaten pepper sauce you might be exposed to caribana and that's just a part of the culture of where you are a lot of lingo here people that say um like they steal it but like if you have people living here that are from the Caribbean, it's only natural yeah. that the cultures can mix and make a new dialect. Like that's how our dialect has formed, though. Um, there's place in yeah. there's a place in in England I can't remember where it is, yeah. and a lot of people from Barbados move there. And if you go there, it sounds just like Barbados because people are so um, centralized from that specific region. And that's not to say like they're still our culture. Like it's just in a different place kind of thing so it is it is a very com it can be very complex but if you think about it simply like it's just a part of a different culture or it's you know evolving in a different place but that's just down to the nature of what culture is yeah i think the more you dive into mm-hmm. it there's more like layers to it because i think it's easy for us to look and know that we have X culture and we can step back and realize when somebody's appreciating or appropriating but mm. it's more so how does somebody else know when they're appreciating or appropriating <laughs> I found a, a <laughs> an article before we started I think it's the website's called Passion Passport and the blog post was basically about appreciating versus appropriating and they have they have a little the end of the 
um, blog post, they basically like had a bunch of questions that you should ask. They titled it like questions you should ask yourself um, to know if you're appreciating or appropriating. And it was like, <laughs> before you put on a dashiki or corner your hair or decorate your hands with henna, ask yourself some guiding questions. Do you understand the significance of this attire, tradition, or custom? Are you honoring this culture or are you simply imitating it? That, I think, is an interesting point. Like, I've never thought of it using the word intimidate, imitating. Um, because a lot of the times I figure people are just seeing something and wanting it, almost. And they're just kind of like, rep- well, I guess technically they're imitating because they're essentially replicating it. Um, some of the other questions, there's only two more. Um, will my participation result in cultural exchange or will it perpetuate stereotypes and hurt people who belong to this culture? And then, am I doing this as a personal opportunity to interact with and experience another culture or am I doing this for the photo I'll post on Instagram later? Yeah, I think like you know it's something to consider to just in general, like even if you're not traveling or whatever, but just being exposed to a different culture. Yeah. I think those questions go for like everyday life, to be honest. You know, I get it. I get it. Like it's kinda like before you drive a car, you might want to know what a car is, you know? <laughs> like why why do people use cars? What are the benefits of having a car? Mm. What are the dangers of having a car? What are the traffic laws? Um, so, you know, yeah. Do some research, some simple, a little bit of background, understanding, is it okay for me to do this? Am I crossing a line by doing this? And then that can lead you into... Am I well? Actually, the other way around. You question: Am I appreciating or appropriating? And then it can lead into those questions. Mm. Um, is this okay for me to be doing? But I find a lot of the times why people have to be so hard on celebrities and others is because they don't ask those questions yeah, you're and just they don't just show up. All of this, yeah. and it's like, oh, where is this from? What and then, this? as you said they turn it into like this popular culture mm-hmm. and make it seem trendy yeah i feel like um when kim kardashian had braids or as they call it up here yeah um that like that was him a whole fashion trend just because of that and you know it's not bad to see our culture get put like on the forefront of that but you know the way it happened like i think a lot of people were like you know they're not really even seeing as our culture at that point or it's just like yeah it's more yeah just kind of trendy thing and it's like people aren't even being aware of the fact that it came from us um yeah i think the same thing kind of happened with dashikis as well for a time where it was just trendy it was cool it was it was in mm-hmm. to be doing this thing or wearing this thing Speaking of, um, I saw a guy in a dashiki like 5 a.m. in the morning. I was like, I guess do your thing, bro. <laughs> it's <laughs> cold outside, but, you know, do your thing. Yeah. I feel like it was a <laughs> thing where it was, very, it, it was very random. I saw it this week, and I was like, it, 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 at that moment, it was like, huh, interesting. I completely forgot about it till then. But, yeah, <laughs> you don't see as much now. I think, like, that kind of trend 
uh, faded a bit, but I still have, you know, mine from, uh, we had a, I can't remember, we had a specific term for it, but it, was, it wasn't like, it was, a, it was in Black History Month, but it wasn't solely Heritage Day. Oh my gosh, for Black History because, brain. because we ha- Barbados is a place with a lot of different cultures as well, and it was, it felt unfair to say this is Black History Day, because even if you're predominantly black in the Caribbean, I stand by the belief that you even just have African in you, like you got Santos in you, you know what I mean? So <laughs> I'm not saying that, you know, we shouldn't take that time to appreciate black history because obviously I think we should do it throughout the whole year. But I felt like it, w- it would have been unfair to just say, yeah, this is just for black history because at the end of the day, as a people, that's not only that's not the only shade of our history. You have so many people that were a part of the history of the Caribbean, and it felt cheap to try to discount them in that moment. Yeah, I think that was something really great on the part of our um, graduation year that we decided to do that, and it's something that's stuck yeah. with the past years at that school, and they've carried on that tradition but that was I was watching a friend's YouTube video shout out to Tamara mm-hmm. um, her last video um, and her and her cousin were having a discussion about Black History Month on a whole and what that means for the Caribbean and what you're supposed to do during Black History Month and what sort of celebrations are supposed to take place mm-hmm. and activities and yeah they were just discussing how like not like glamorous but how much the US takes on Black History Month because they feel as well Tamara was saying um, it feels as though it's more of their history, mm-hmm. their black history, more than people in the Caribbean. Kind of global scale. Yeah, because we have t- there are two different histories there. Mm-hmm. So the discussion they were having is what what are we supposed to celebrate um, in the Caribbean for Black History Month? Like, what are you supposed to be doing? Mm-hmm. Are you supposed to be telling people like advocating? What are you, like what's supposed to be taking place? And I thought that was a really interesting discussion. And then the fact that you said we didn't want to do that as a year, um, just have a Black History Day, but open it up wider to just different heritages and just people's backgrounds in general. Yeah. No, I think the beauty of it is that you have a you have okay. You say you want to spend this month really digging and highlighting different facets of Black culture. The beauty of it is that you don't have to tie yourself onto anything. You could do what you can indulge in or research whatever your heart desires. Um, obviously, if there was kind of like a twelve step plan or something, it makes it easier to look into that. But even if it might be overwhelming to try to find something to look into, you if you say, okay, for this one month, I want to look at something new every two days instead of every day because it's. Uh-huh. You don't even know like, what you want to dig into, and you need that extra time. Mm-hmm. Like, th- you, there's still so much you could experience 
Um, so, it, 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 our, our culture is definitely different, you know, like, just because of um, that different turn that it took. But I think that being that black culture in America is a part of black culture on a global level, we can still say, hey, let's appreciate some of these things that they have or they had to go through. And I think, like, to a certain yeah. extent, we already do. You know, globalization is at the forefront of every single thing we do. And I don't think this is a negative reason. And I think globalization is very important that it happened. And being like, we've done this path already, like, we can continue down it as we continue to evolve as a people. But... Like through the internet, all these sources, like we still experience black culture. You know, a lot of hip hop has taken, um, you know, references from other places, and then other places take it back from hip hop. You know what I mean? It's, it's kind of it's a cycle. It's yeah. not like a, you know, I'm just taking all this and running with it kind of thing. It's like you know, I'm taking it, putting my little spin on it, and putting it back out there, and then you see it where like a lot of Caribbean artists now take take a lot of that and, and put our data in it in the uk they do yeah. it too so you know everything's accessible yeah it's not like this is just for me but it's kind of like on a greater scale i'm just putting it back out there for everybody to put their own little spin and on personally them. i don't think you do either but personally i don't see a problem with that i think once you're giving credit and respect where it's due mm-hmm. um i personally don't see anything wrong with that yeah but, no, i agree that's just me did you have anything else that you wanted to spew into before um, we do a quick little Twitter discussion? Mm. Um, no, like, I feel like we had a pretty comprehensive talk about that. There's always more to have in that discussion, but... It's never ending. Yeah, and that, that's just the nature of things that evolve with time, be it language or just culture. But yeah, I think that if you want to move forward, as continue to move forward as people, we shouldn't allow the mixing of cultures to be um, a barrier for us. No, yeah, right. We should never. We should never let cultural erasure happen. Like it's happened in the past, and we. Even if you try to fight it, it probably will still continue to happen because sometimes a bigger culture just swallows up a, a smaller culture. If you look <laughs> at the languages you have right now, the amount of languages you had 100, 200 years ago, you probably had so many more. Um, so, you know, to a certain extent, like, I think in China, they have, like, two languages now or three languages, three that are, like, main quote-unquote languages, and the rest of them, they have so many other ones that are just dying off because when they went to teach it to the children it wasn't pushed in school so it just slowly did off like you have um, yeah. children that can hardly communicate to their parents because their parents speak this one language and they kind of talk to their children but because the children were like reinforced with like the main language or one of the main languages it kind of like they can listen and kind of speak but it's not like as fluid as you would think so yeah. I think like we shouldn't let cultural diversification become a barrier and it's, it's a necessary step, you know, to becoming closer to really being one people. But 
at the same time, I don't think we should let cultural erasure happen. Like we need to hold on to everything we have, because so much has been stripped away in the past. Like I've been looking at like trying to figure out my ancestry kind of thing, and that's gonna be such a pain to try to <laughs> dig through because so many records have been lost, and then you know to you can only go to a certain point too because you then have to try to go okay. I've gone back as far as I can go in the Caribbean. I never know where to start if I want to go to Africa to check to their records because where's the translation loss? You know what I mean? Like people had their names changed. They went to different places randomly. It's kind of hard to yeah. track to a certain degree, but like where we are right now, like moving forward, you know, being aware of the past and not letting it haunt us, but like never forgetting. Um, obviously, I think we should really just not like cultural diversity. If, we, if we're scared to mix with others, then we can't really move forward much in the future if you get what I'm trying to say. Like, it would just become a, I, a stumbling block, to be honest. I get that, but I think there's still a lot of people that just aren't comfortable with that and they just don't want that. Like, you understand that and you might understand the importance of that and, like, what that means to you, but I think there's still so many people who are just flat out just not here for that. Yeah. And I mean, so. like, like, I can't say anyone's perspective on that is not valid because they might have their own experience where it's like, you know what, I kind of want to bunker down what I know, but that's just my, my, my personal thought. Like, at, at some point, we can't let it be a case of this is me and I stay in my box and you stay in your box. Like, th- that that's only going to get so far. And then what what's happening after that? Yeah. Yeah, take it away. <laughs> It is what it is. Um, yeah, for... I didn't really pick a specific tweet because we're not trying to, like, call people out here with this whole Twitter shebang. I just kind of remembered something that... Well, a discussion that was happening that stood out to me. Mm-hmm. I think it was yesterday people were discussing... Um, back home, they... It wasn't that big of a discussion, but it was basically how or the type of people that um, end up going to town, mm. which is basically um, our capital in Barbados. Bridgetown, Barbados. <laughs> yeah. Um, the type of people that you don't see in town, essentially, was what the discussion was going towards. There was a lot of talk about, like, when's the last time you saw a local white person in town? Um, just people rebuttaling and explaining why they don't go in town mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So I don't think we're really here to pick out like people's preferences and other people's ideas. It's more to talk about um our perspective. So when's the last time you went in town? Me, probably last time we're at home. Definitely last time we're at home. Uh, as late like I go like every time I go home, I feel like I go to town at least once just because. You know, different errands to run and I end up there, but yeah, you can think. I'll, I'll, get, I'll get into more later. <laughs> <laughs> Are you skipping yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, wow. Reverse back to you. That's crazy. Um, I would say probably the same now that I don't live in Barbados anymore. Yeah. I probably go once every time I go back. Um, normally, not in life for duty-free shopping, mm-hmm. because 
I might not take advantage of that because I have a return ticket, so I can get stuff duty free. Um, before I moved away from home, probably no more. Like, I could count the amount of times I go to town every year mm-hmm. on my hand, possibly on one hand. Yeah. Um, that I don't think. I've placed any stigma towards tone, but as you said, I, you said you would go for errands. I, I find the only time I ever go to town is, like how for growing up, at least in our generation, like Sheraton was a lightning spot. Mm-hmm. Like I would never obviously go to town to light. Like, oh, yeah, like yeah. it was always going to town for a purpose. Like I was going to the credit union, I was going to Cape Shepherd, I was going to get my watch fixed. Mm-hmm. I was going here, wherever, da 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 da. Like there was always a purpose for going into town, um, and it was always like pre-planned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it wasn't like. Let's but go to town. yeah, I I never found that I. Like, if I don't have to go in town. Yeah. Why, I won't why are you gonna go there? Yeah. I got that. Not exactly looking forward to it, but at the same time, I don't think I have any sort of reason to stigma. Yeah, run over like, nah, I would never go to. Towards town or anything like it is our capital at the end of the day it's very like there's a lot of parts of it that are beautiful Mm -hmm. um in terms of architecture and just scenery a lot of lot of natural history still preserved but yeah i don't i don't go in town unless i have to Um, and i uh, for me that's just how it is as a kid i never used to frequent town that much because well my mom used to work in that area so I would go. I would go through town a lot. And I have a lot of memories of being in that general part of Barbados as a kid, but I was not like you know going into town. I would probably drive through town, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, same, same. Because same, it is the capital. I, my, you know, all literally yeah, the, the saying is all world, all roads lead to town. <laughs> so you get, you probably yeah. end up there at some point if you're leaving home. But my um my primary school was. Technically, yeah, down that area, right? if not in town, like literally, yeah, right, 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 almost in town. So, yeah, by default. But um, in terms of like going into town for leisurely purposes, um, I I would probably only go like if you know family visiting and they want to go going town to get something to eat or go shopping. Duty yeah, yeah, shop. but like at at the same time. I get what people would would like to do it, and I know um, from being in secondary school, I would hear a lot of times that people, yeah, I go into home Saturday, who else won't come? And you know, for me, I, it was never one of my landing spots or anything like that, but I get the appeal of it and why people went. It is the capital, and you know, yeah, with it being a city, it has its benefits and its um, drawbacks, mm-hmm. but which I won't necessarily get into, but. Yeah, I feel like there's a, in a general instance that you know what it is, you know these, like, okay, yeah, I may not like this about town or whatever, but you still say, yeah, I still go, which is fair. Mm-hmm. Um, just for me, like, I, like, your boy not bowling, so I don't really, I don't really say, yeah, I go in town every week to buy something to wear, like, and that's not <laughs> my kind of speed, so I I never really had that motivation, but I know, like, a lot of people do go into town to shop, or used to go into town to shop, yeah. so... Yeah, you know. Yeah, we're not here. In the middle of I don't. It. I don't have any reason or ways to like discount tone as a thing, but I just saw that discussion on Twitter. I thought we'd 
Pitching. Give our two cents on our experiences. Can't speak for other people. Emphasis on two. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. But that's all we have for y'all today. Um, I just take breaks when you need to. Hundred percent. Disconnect yourself when you need to find what works for you in terms of not really, but just. Yeah, but yeah, no, like just something to get get your find, mind into rest, like a safe yeah, space kind of thing. Find the good balance or a balance that works for you. It might not work for other people, but the balance that works for you in terms of staying informed, but also giving yourself time to not be reset yeah. almost and build up more energy to take on everything that's going on. Um, yeah, because this is a lot. Yeah, this is a I lot agree. it's a good thing but it's it is a lot and it's going on while well, we're going through a pandemic mm-hmm. and i know people were already yeah. their, like, their mind was already stressed out or taxed yeah it was, it, was it was already a huge shift for a majority of people to start this new way of life which we've been doing yeah. for what three months now so yes take the time that you need and yeah, breathe. That's all I have to yeah. say. I'm gonna land. I support this message. And we will be back next week with another episode. Don't be shy in leaving your reviews on whatever platform you're listening. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Too Young for an Old Talk. And reach out if you want to have a discussion. I know some people reach out all the time to each of us to discuss what we discuss. Um, But please feel free. We will make the time when we have the time to... And when we are ready to have discussions with you. Um, Stay safe and stay aware of everything. But don't let yourself get overwhelmed. Definitely. I approve that message. To lose. It's not pausing. <laughs>